Hello, and welcome to Rising with the Tide. This episode is part of a mini-series of episodes from our older podcast, the Lancaster University Extinction Rebellion podcast. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to episode two of the LUXR podcast. Today we have a very special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Well, my name is uh, Petter, uh, Petter Trinius. I, I come from Sweden, as you might hear on my voice. Um, I'm a university lecturer in Sweden, but I'm also now a PhD student at Lancaster University at the School of Computing and Communications. Oh, great. Um, so today we have Petter here to talk about the general environment of um, of the eco the eco scene, but also about specific projects that he's worked on, and uh, what his what his perspective is on uh, on general topics regarding the environment. Um, I wanted to start. Peter, with uh, your work on OTEX um, in general, but also your specific um, project, OTEX Africa, which you founded, is that right? I guess. I guess even before that, we could we could explain what an OTEX is for for everyone listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sure. Uh, OTEX is 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 a bit uh, well. It it is a technology that is uh, not so much used and uh, not really much known. It stands mm -hmm. for Ocean Thermal Energy Conversion Technology. Um, and uh, the idea is to use deep ocean seawater together with uh, surface water and use the temperature differential to generate uh, electricity and also drinking water as a byproduct. Mm -hmm. um, so that is, of course, uh, a good thing for many countries. It only works around the equator where the surface mm -hmm. water is, is warm enough. Um, and how well does it work? Well, we, we're, we are still discussing that. Yeah. Um, so we cannot compete with the price of, say, crude oil. But yeah. on the other hand, no, no one should be using crude oil uh, today. Well, maybe, maybe you could compete with its price today. Uh, since it just hit a negative. Yeah, since <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's a long-term project, so who, who knows? But 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 what but uh, what we can uh, compete with is the price of say sea-based wind power, or mm -hmm. uh, and so on. So 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 that mm -hmm. is more the competition, so to speak. Mm. Um, I have no financial interest in this; just a research interest. So for me, it doesn't really matter. Uh, in, 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 in that way, if OTEC takes off or if, say, uh, sea-based wind power takes off in, instead, I think that's, that's great. But, but I think that OTEC could be, is very much worth exploring. Yeah, so it's really a multifunctional project. Mm -hmm. nice. Exactly. That, 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 is, that, that is a very good way to look at it. So different countries would have use of different things. Um, yeah. I, it actually started out for me as a, as a student project uh, when, when I was uh, studying oceanography, as in ocean mm -hmm. science, um, back in the day. And then uh, when I took uh, another course in sustainability, I thought, well, what about this OTEC thing that I had been reading up uh, about in the literature? And uh, then finally, I, I was reading uh, about uh, um, one of the famines in. Uh, in the Horn of Africa, so East Africa, Somalia, Ethiopia, Eritrea. And I thought, well, what do they need there? They are in really, really 
dire need of um, drinking water and uh, also of electricity. Mm-hmm. And they need that on a long-term basis, not just right now. So how can we, how can we address that? Well, why not with OTEC? And mm-hmm. when I, I came up with that idea and uh, founded uh, this organization, OTEC Africa, I think what is perhaps rather cool in, in terms of, of this uh, particular interview is that, well, since you're a group of students, it might be interesting to, to think of that, that it actually started out as a student project for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and, uh, and I think, I don't know, but, but there is a saying, oh, I'm not sure about if it's a saying in English, but it is in Swedish that, well, no one, no one can do everything, but every, everyone can do a little, something like that for mm-hmm. the environment. And I, like I thought, oh, well, that's a good one. Yeah, so, so I thought, well... That's what, your little, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly, something like that. And I thought, well, I think I can actually do a little bit more than mm-hmm. that. And uh, so, so that was my, my goal. I want uh, to ask, because you said um, uh, you, you found OTEC on the, on, the, um, on the literature before. So how much research has it been done? Like, how far have they pushed this before you mm-hmm. started looking into it? Yeah, great question. Um, it was actually invented back in 1881. So okay. it's been, <laughs> been known wow. for 140 <laughs> years or so. Um, it was all, actually also mentioned in, in uh, Gilles Byrne's um, work on 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Okay, so, really? Wow. Which was, yes, and, mm. which was published, I think, in 1869. So, yeah, uh, the, I don't even so, remember. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so long ago, but, but it just hasn't been um, economically feasible. So, mm-hmm. so we know it, it's, it's basically what we call uh, geothermal heating, uh, mm-hmm. which we use in, in, well, for example, in Sweden, we use it to heat our yeah. houses. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, the technology is not strange. It's just that uh, we need it to be uh, really scaled up to, to make it economically uh, mm-hmm. well feasible. I can imagine, for example, with geothermal heating, you get very big temperature differentials. So for, uh, in Sweden, which is quite cold outside on the surface, but you can dig yeah. deep down and you get a much higher temperature. Yes, So what, exactly. what, is the, what is the differential in temperature that we're speaking of when it comes to OTEC? Yeah, what, what are the yeah. prerequisites, I wonder, for, yeah, for that? Yeah, but, but we need a temperature differential of, of at least 20 degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. Hmm, Celsius, does that say anything to you? Yeah. Mm. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure what, what it is in Fahrenheit. About double. About... No, no, no. Fahrenheit no, is American. We, yeah, we don't de- we don't in deal it. with Fahrenheit. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm I'm a physicist, so you can do Kelvin with me instead. <laughs> <laughs> so so tropical waters. Mm-hmm. Okay. But but so... still, that that means that that means uh, that countries, I think, for about eighty percent of the world's population. Uh, would have access to OTEC. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. Well, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's big enough, so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, would you mind, just for the sort of less scientifically minded um, of us, could you mind um, just explaining in sort of broad terms how OTEC works um, to create power out of the differential? Yeah. Okay. So, so you have... Um, you have a working fluid, a so-called working fluid, could be ammonia or something, uh, that, um, that becomes a vapor at, at a very low temperature. 
and say at 25 degrees or so uh, Celsius. And when it's colder, it becomes liquidified again. So back to back to liquid state. Mm -hmm. And um, and this is pumped in in a big in a big facility, the Otec plant. And we're speaking of, I mean, big size here. Um, and the deep ocean water, which is four degrees Celsius or so, um, is used to chill uh, the vapor, so it becomes liquid. And, and uh, the surface water is used to turn this uh, liquid into vapor. And so, so it's a cycle like that, a, a closed cycle. And the vapor is then used, uh, or it turns up a pressure, and that pressure turns a uh, turbine. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you have a turbine and, and uh, finally a, a electrical power. And, and the, one of the byproducts is clean water, right? Desalinated water, desalinized water. Th that, that is correct. It, it's a slightly different um, variation of, of, uh, of OTEC, so called. Uh, open OTEC instead of closed uh, cycle, this is open cycle. And uh, th there it's actually uh, the surface water itself that becomes uh, vaporized. And you know, you know when, when water becomes vaporized, it, it becomes uh, desalinated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It leaves all the salt behind. Yeah. Yeah. So why, why exactly. is, if, if, if OTEC is capable of producing clean water and electricity, um, in a very sort of renewable way, why do mm -hmm. you think um, it's not being looked into more? Um, because it because it, it has been too expensive. Uh, so the answer is very simple. Um, we believe in in the OTA community that perhaps it's not really that expensive anymore in com in comparison to others uh, to other re renewable mm -hmm. sources anyway. Um, and um, but yeah, that, that's where we are at, and it's also very much depending on uh, the political landscape. So before yeah. Trump, for example, uh, <laughs> under under Obama, uh, there was a lot of money going in, into renewable energy. When when Trump came along, you know, he, he, Trump digs coal and so on. Um, that money went away. So yeah. uh, and that was, of course, are we, bad are we for... talking from a, when you say money, you mean in the investment level, or are we talking about gain money for research? Because um, your aspect is uh, uh, research uh, focus. Uh, actually, actually, for not so much for research, we don't really need that much mm -hmm. research on OTEC. Okay, it, we, we need we need seed capital, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And 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 that goes for everyone, I would say, in, in renewable energy. So yep. wind farms and so on. Is there, um, do you have a, I, I don't know if you have this handy, but um, do you know, do you have an estimate of how much the price of, uh, of I don't know, a, a watt or a megawatt uh, would be for? Yeah. Or, or the LCOE, as we call it, the levelized cost of energy. Yeah. Um, it, not really. Uh, actually, uh, and, and the reason why is, is that it fluctuates so much. Uh, but 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 I would say that it's on par with with um, say wind-based um, or sorry, sea-based wind power. Mm -hmm. um, so it depends. It also depends a lot on 
whether it's shallow grounds or, or if it's very steep. So for example, uh, outside the Maldives, there is a, a UK-based company working with the Maldives. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, and um, there, the, 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 it's, it's not really shallow. Shallow is good for, for wind power because then you can place the wind power yep. um, stations on, on, on the seafloor. But, mm -hmm. but OTEC, on the other hand, needs access to deeper water um because we want the cold deep ocean water yeah so and outside maldives it's it's uh, much steeper which makes uh, otic more favorable there i would say mm -hmm. so how um one because everyone can picture the facilities of how a sea-based wind farm war uh, looks like but how mm -hmm. how do these facilities look is it just a pipe going under the water with the ammonia or what are we talking about here? Yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's just a boring structure, I would say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just 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 a concrete structure, nothing fancy. It's it's okay. just a, a just a barn uh, with uh, heat exchangers, as they're called, inside. So really, nothing to look it. at. Yeah. Um, well, that's but, good but for all the people that complain about wind turbines being ugly. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but then again, they can also be sea based. I mean, as in, as in not shore based. Mm -hmm. uh, so so not on a on a ocean front uh, mm -hmm. or the waterfront, um, which in turn means that we can use old boats. Uh, right. So say uh, oil drilling boats, for example. Yeah, I saw some oil. drawings of. Uh, they're quite larger with the table yeah. and table and chairs comparison um to the size yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. <laughs> is is quite large um and i think i read that you said that you could um you could have them on boats sort of going around so that they could then um move with the seasons sort of, yeah they they could move around with the with the the structure on top of it so it doesn't have to be static Exactly. Exactly. So you can move mm -hmm. away, You can move around where there is warm waters uh, at the right. moment, for example. Uh, mm -hmm. And um, yeah. Is there any pollutants to this, like a process? Do you get any byproducts that you have to throw away no, or that you cannot no. use? No, 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 no byproducts at all. Yeah. Okay. It's a it's a closed system. So yeah. yes, yeah. it's a closed system. That is correct. And um, what what, mm -hmm. what is also interesting is that. Um, well, nobody knows, but in, in, in theory, in, in theory, um, hurricanes form when when it's twenty seven degrees Celsius. Mm -hmm. they, they, they need that uh, they they need that heat from the sea uh, yeah. to to actually withdraw some molecules. Mm -hmm. uh, so so the uh, and what what does OTEC do? Well, OTEC can lower the heat of of the, the sea mm -hmm. surface if they want to. Because if we, if we don't want to, to release the deep ocean water um, well on, say, 60 meters depth, as, as we usually should, mm -hmm. we could release it on, on top of water and actually chill uh, the sea surface level. So oh. in principle, we, we, could, we could have a lot of OTEC plants in, in say, mm -hmm. the Mexican Gulf and, and say, Louisiana. But I'm just saying that as a thought experiment. I, don't think I guess that would be a big, big installation at that point. Like, oh, they yes. would be really yeah, well established. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pump down the heat mm. that much. But yeah, that's an interesting concept, being able to terraform the world. As we want yeah, to. exactly, exactly. But, but you're right, it's kind of a, a terraformation. And I hope that we, <laughs> that, that we have better solutions to, 
to the environmental problems we're currently yeah. facing. But that definitely sounds like it has quite a lot of potential still. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure it will end up getting cheaper and cheaper as have all renewables over the years. I mean, when I see the the cost of a you know a solar um, a solar yeah. energy, it's dropped to ridiculous yeah. lows um, compared to what it was when it started up. So I'm sure mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure the potential of OTEC is still to be realized. I want to talk now about your current PhD work um, that is involving data centers and the heat that they produce. Is that right? Yeah, uh, that, that is correct. I'm, I'm part of a, of a research group uh, looking into distributed systems, evolving distributed systems lab, we're called. And, dis- and, and a distributed system could be a data center, it could be a mobile network or something else, uh, mm-hmm. uh, say a, a collection of, of smartphones or, or, or whatever. Um, and most of my colleagues, um, were really, really smart. Uh, they, they, they program, uh, say, CPUs, as in processors, and, or GPUs, yeah. graphical processors. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, my take on it is, well, I, I do have a background in, in, in programming, but, but it's, it's not really what I'm doing here. Instead, mm-hmm. I'm looking at, um, at the waste heat from these facilities, because mm-hmm. Because uh, the data centers, you know, uh, the, bu- the big buildings uh, that are used by, say, Google, Facebook, Amazon, etc., that, that uh, keeps mm-hmm. us online, uh, they consume a lot of electrical yeah. energy, about 2% of, of the world's electrical energy, mm-hmm. which is right. a lot. It's about as much energy as, as um, aviation, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so... And I mean, we use it for a good purpose. Uh, obviously, we can see that now when people are at home instead of, uh, instead of sitting with the cars in, in queues, yeah. we actually get a much better environment. Uh, but still, I mean, it, it is a lot of energy. So I thought, hmm, what if we could reuse that energy somehow? Hmm. That would be, well, awesome. So, so instead of looking at it as waste heat, I'm looking at it as just heat energy uh, that we could somehow use, because mm-hmm. all the uh, because w- when the computers are doing their computing, yeah. they become warm. You see, you feel that on your laptop or smartphone, mm-hmm. they become warm eventually, and uh, it's the same thing with a data center. Yeah, and so if you have a co- just a lot of tiny computers together. Sure, sure, thousands. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, so if you have a cold country, once again, like Sweden or say Canada or Finland or so, mm-hmm. um, uh, the data center operators are usually using this or sometimes using this waste heat to plug it into the distributed, well, no, what do you call it? The district heating network. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, one of the operators in Stockholm is uh, using their waste heat to heat 20,000 homes during winter time uh, with just data center waste heat, uh, which is cool. It, it's really cool. Yeah. Well, it's, it's hot, but, but it's cool. Um, <laughs> so, 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 I was, so I was thinking, what about warm countries? I mean, it works great here in, in, in Sweden or in Canada yeah. or whatever, but, but, but what about warm countries? What, what, what can we do with that heat? And if you think about it, uh, 
it's in, usually a problem also yeah uh, it, well they spent a lot of money on, on cooling down these servers so sure sure they, they, they do they do and 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 also um i mean there will there will be another billion people in Africa. There will be another billion people in Southeast Asia within 20 years or so. Um, and uh, countries in those regions are also experiencing a, a very, uh, very fast growth, uh, mm -hmm. economical growth, which means that there will obviously be more distributed systems there in, yeah. in say, data centers or mm -hmm. smaller networks, perhaps nobody really knows. So my, my research work is, uh, my current research work is looking into what can be done with this, uh, with this waste heat from these facilities. That, that is what I'm doing. Okay. And um, could you maybe expand a little bit on, on sort of different uses that you've been looking at for that waste heat? I yeah, sure well, can. Found. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, my well, the thing the thing about it, a PhD study is that you shouldn't really jump to conclusions too fast. Instead, yeah. yeah. you know, it, it's also a learning process. Uh, and and since but since I've been working in, in academia for so long, uh, that that is one of my major problems here. That that <laughs> I tend to look at <laughs> at solutions. You know, also been working as, as a consultant for many years. So it's. It's like, well, solutions, I'm solution oriented. I'm a solution oriented yeah. guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, but so, so I really don't have any and solutions in terms of, of uh, crunching the numbers, as we say. Mm -hmm. but, but, uh, but I've been thinking, well, as I said, what can possibly done? What, what can we use, use this um, waste heat for? Also, it, it's not really hot. It's like... 35, 40, 50 degrees or something. Mm -hmm. um, so what, what, what can we do with it? And so it's too little for cooking, for example. But I came up with the thing, food dehydration is what I'm looking at. So for example, tea plantations, coffee plantations, because the tea leaves are dried or dehydrated. Yeah. And um, drying fodder in Australia, drying seaweed, uh drying papayas in east africa and, uh, and many things like that so so right now i'm 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 looking into what, what is actually feasible perhaps this is a stupid idea perhaps it doesn't work at all i don't really know but but that's a, the, that's the beauty of, of a, a phd research studies yeah. 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 so uh, so i mean I, I i have a few years to look into this and and if it doesn't work i can still write about it so it's not like i have a hmm uh a boss that says okay this doesn't make financial sense and now now we need to kill the project it doesn't really yeah. work like that yeah so you're it, just illuminating bit by bit the sort of map of knowledge that, that is correct that, that's a very good way to put it yes and and uh, and hopefully hopefully i mean uh, hopefully i can make use of say i don't know let's say one percent or a half a percent of the world's electrical energy and and that is still quite a lot i would say yeah, I, I really like the um, the philosophy with which you've come at this, which is a sort of cyclical um, of cyclical nature to kind of reuse something that's seen as a waste uh, or a byproduct. Um, yes. Because I, I feel like a lot of the time we tend to see those byproducts and just think um, of just kind of putting them aside, right? 
We just yeah, think straight like, to the bin. <laughs> yeah, straight to the bin, and let's not think about it. Whereas, you know, I, I really appreciate it when people come at it from a sort of creative angle and think, right, what can I do with this? You know, one man's mm. trash is another man's treasure. Exactly, exactly. Uh, one uh, man's heat is uh, another man's <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is a big problem. <laughs> hitting, hitting big data centers is a really, really big problem. They spent a lot of money to get rid of it. Like the ventilation systems takes sure. spent vast amounts of energy also. Mm. So you yeah. must also not only get rid of the waste here, but put it to good use, people will be jumping on that because it makes financial sense. Yeah, yeah you're, you're right. And actually, actually uh, this energy saving things uh, in terms of data centers started out as a financial is issue, not uh, an mm, environmental yeah. issue. So, so you're, you're perfectly right. Um, I, we... I would like... Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would just like to say that uh, I, I really like uh, that you that you saw this uh, say holistic approach mm-hmm. and and one passion and and uh, yeah that that thing um, because I'm part of um, well I'm I'm on uh, at the university on a scholarship and I'm part of a group of uh, other PhD students uh, in mm-hmm. that that also linking sustainability to their main research. And uh, at least two of my fellow PhD students there are looking into uh, recycling of plastic cups and, and yeah. uh, th- that, that uh, kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's what you do, really interesting work actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think um, it, it's something that we, we talked a little bit about before uh, was uh, sort of shift, I think, a little bit to environmentalism within academia, maybe. And I think that I've personally seen that um, within, you know, my own um, essays and, and sort of uni- university work and, and my peers ones as well. Actually, I feel like it's increasing, it's become increasingly present within our work um, because I think we're just realizing that nature was there all along that like you said things are holistic everything is is interconnected uh, to nature um so for example I, I when i just think about the past sort of four or five essays that i've written i think all of them in some ways were about the environment and my current dissertation even um is also very heavily influenced by this um you you've mentioned to me as well that you want to encourage people maybe to to do work on these things right and to connect environmentalism to what they're working on um could you expand a little bit on that yeah uh, uh, i'm not really um say a um a mission person well in perhaps yeah. i am actually but 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 uh, so, so, some something i feel is that uh, you can connect environmental uh, studies or environmental thoughts or lines of inquiry to, to just about any subject, I would say. Um, for example, I've been uh, designing a course uh, or a module, as you say, uh, in, in Sweden for IT and sustainability. And at the end of that course or module, my students were supposed to write a paper or, mm-hmm. or an essay or so on, on IT and something on uh, connected to sustainability so so it could be ecological or societal uh, sustainability Mm -hmm. um 
and um, it's really been really interesting to see what all those students came up with. And uh, so I have, say, 200 different versions of, of <laughs> on that theme. Um, and, and I think that is something that any teacher could, could uh, use as part of their curriculum. As in, okay, so, so, so we have this, we end this module with, a, I don't know, an essay on, on, on business, for example. So Mm-hmm. What about sustainable business? It's really easy to, to, to uh, go Just down that line. Just put the spin on it, yeah. I think we, when we were talking about OTEC briefly, that some of those ideas were, you had those ideas for a really long time, maybe since like a period when you were a student. So why mm-hmm. is the, what was the trajectory? Because now you're doing a lot of environmental stuff, but why is the, what, what would you recommend? What, what would you say is your trajectory for a student like me or Skander, what about you go and do a PhD or go into the workforce or, or just, or where current, or people that are still current Why is the, what would be the path towards something on the lines of what you're working on? Okay, uh, I think that, um, wow, that, that was a big question. I, I think that <laughs> if, if you are, if yeah, you are, figure an out our whole lives for us, please. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. I'm, as I said, I'm, I'm solution oriented. Exactly, <laughs> it works. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but I would say if you're an undergrad at Lancaster University. Uh, you should you should probably stay, uh, try to pursue a master's degree or a PhD degree at Lancaster mm-hmm. University because we have a lot of er, great environmental research. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not just speaking of the Lancaster Environmental Center, but also, uh, which itself is great, but but mm-hmm. but also but also uh, at many other departments. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think there is. Uh, a lot of opportunities to integrate sustainability in, in one's work, as I said, regardless mm-hmm. of, of the field you're mm-hmm. in. Um, so, uh, so, so that, that, that is one way. The other way is, of course, to think of, well, w- when you're applying for future jobs, well, think of wh- where, where, where are you going? I mean, is, is it to online casinos? Well, Probably not the best place for, for no, not very sustainability. <laughs> but but, but uh, so, so it, it, I, th- I think I, I think people can uh, be a bit um, selective in, in that respect. Yeah. Um, I was I was taking a, a course now with, with the doctoral the other doctoral students, and um, we had a boot camp together with some marketing students. I, I don't know mm-hmm. the name of the module. It's called two three two, I think. Um, mm. <laughs> not 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 so hot name, um, no. but but, uh, but uh, I, I think they were really uh, really engaged and uh, knew a lot about sustainability matters, and I and I could feel that they would all be be tying sustainability to their marketing um, uh, marketing efforts, and mm. uh, yeah, and uh, I happen to be part of of a research group called marketing and, and, and uh, sustainable consumption, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's um, something that I think a lot of of uh, people in the environmentalist movements would, would think maybe those two things aren't so, it can't, can't be so linked um, without creating some sort of um, contradiction between sort of yeah. consumption and, and marketing for consumption versus sustainability. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, for example, groups like uh, Extinction Rebellion or others, when they promote a sort of systemic change over individual changes, 
that links hand in hand a lot with overconsumption. And I think marketing then gets yeah. immediately targeted as uh, one of the sources for consumption. Um, uh, do you think there's a place for marketing in in a environmentally minded society? Oh, uh, I, I do. I, I, I really do. And I've also been teaching, say, e-business, for example, um, and, and the writing in, in the Pearson uh, books about e-business, but, but also, uh, also doing that from, uh, from a sustainability point of view. And, of mm -hmm. course, I mean, you, you, uh, you have, um, what do you call it, second-hand clothes, re reuse clothes and all, all that stuff. Yeah. But also, I think, I think we, we need to rethink what consumption really is and, and what our values are in a world. I don't, I mean, we have, uh, with the IT revolution, the so-called fourth revolution, people suddenly got more money and more time, more free time, but, mm -hmm. but they used that time to work harder, to get, get even more money, to <laughs> consume more, which mm -hmm. is kind of a shame. I think yeah. what, what the current Corona crisis is maybe in a way telling us is that there are other values. If you think of what people are writing in the papers and so on, um, it's, well, uh, I, can, I can finally have some quality time, what a horrible word, but, but, but I can finally have some quality time with my family because all yeah. family members are, are home instead of, instead of consuming stuff elsewhere. Yeah. Mm. And uh, so I think that we, we should build a society based on, say, love, compassion, rather than uh, buying things. Mm. Yeah. Uh, just back quickly to the uh, courses, the modules that you were talking about. On our previous episode with uh, Emily Heath, uh, who is a lecturer at the uh, LEC Environment Center yeah. of Lancaster Uni, um, she was saying that she had like sort of proposal in a way for uh, a module that every student would have to do no matter if they do law if they do um, mm -hmm. politics or whichever mm -hmm. that is basically an environment and sustainability module um, kind of like how there are mandatory modules for um, careers uh, advise uh, advisors um, okay. and basically uh, I, I think personally it would be a really interesting idea to have to have modules incorporate sustainability within their uh, syllabus but also to have a specific module maybe that every student should take um, that looks into climate change global warming and then and maybe tied to their specific subject what do you think about incorporating this um, into like these mandatory sort of classes into curriculum yeah. instead of just having it within specific modules yeah um, okay uh, uh interesting question um I, I could i could say that well for for now let let me start saying that that i'm a the phd student representative of the fst sustainability board now um mm -hmm. i haven't yet attended our first meeting because it was cancelled due to you know oh, but, yeah absolutely. But, uh, but anyway i i have high hopes for that and and, and uh, that this sustainability board itself will uh, will um have some impact um but but what, what so but but what i can say is that um uh, the module that i that i designed back in the day um and and also a co-worker of mine um 
was used then uh, later, I think, as a template for, for similar modules. And the, and the point is that we, we started out with a, with a book on, on general sustainability and a discussion mm -hmm. on that. And then after that, we tied it, so as I said, in my case, to IT. Uh, could be data centers, could be um, violence due to computer games, school shootings or, so, or, or cyberbullying or, or a lot of positive things uh, as, in, as in distance learning and so on. Um, so, so a lot of, of those aspects. And so, and of course, I mean, if, if you're into healthcare or, or marketing, as we said, or physics or something, it, it would be <laughs> something else. But I would say that my, my recipe would be to have, say, a few weeks of, of general sustainability issues and a good book. And then after that, uh, tying to, to the subject at hand. Mm -hmm. hmm. Really interesting. Yeah. Um, do you have any, do you have any um, recommendations for what we can do individually? Um, so we were talking about how we could all kind of be more mindful about the environment in our own academic work and stuff, but mm -hmm. um, do you have any other sort of, tips as to how we can all, you know, we, we tend to say here, at least um, on this podcast, but also in our sort of uh, close groups that system change is the only way to go. But I think personally that goes hand in hand. And I think a lot of people would agree it goes hand in hand with individual change. Um, mm -hmm. Is there any, yes, we, we, we are part of the system. So yes. yes yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I would say, well, in, in one sentence, the easiest thing, eat less meat. Okay. It's very easy. Yeah. Eat less meat. Um, I, for, I, for one, doesn't really matter what I'm doing, really, here. doesn't really matter. But, but I mean, for, for example, that was a choice I made. Um, I don't eat meat. Uh, I, I do eat fish, uh, mm -hmm. I, but I don't eat meat anymore. Um, also because I feel sorry for the animals, but, uh, but, uh, but also for, for CO2 two emissions. Um, yeah. But so eat less meat, of course. I guess that um, goes into hand in hand with your previous sort of a philosophical. Um, um, ah, sorry, your your what you attitude. were your your philosophical prescription, your yeah, attitude that that you gave of a, of a society more focused on love rather than consumption. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I I I agree. Yes. Uh, and um, I'm very keen on, or I, I would like to, to explore, uh, say, that the sustainability farm from Green Lancaster that you have on, on the campus. I, I haven't seen it yet. Mm -hmm. And, oh. and, and um, yeah, you know, when I get back, I love Lancaster. And, and when, when I get back to <laughs> university, to my home, um, <laughs> I, I, I will surely explore it. And, yeah. We have some yeah, great yeah, it's chickens. Great. You can see all the chickens, you can see the bee yeah. hogs. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> um, maybe we should. Uh, I, I think we'll end it on the on the yeah. like smaller topic because we only have eight minutes left. Um, mm -hmm. I get worried personally when I see people espousing uh, tech solutions to climate change, um, and I, obviously I'm not speaking for for everyone in our group because um, I think we all defer on this, but. I get scared personally because I feel like with deadlines um, approaching, fast approaching for runaway climate change, 
it feels like we are kind of being um, told that there's a you know a vaccine almost that there's a magical solution within technology instead of doing the harder thing which uh, personally i see as a harder thing which is changing uh the the structure of society um do you think that there's a do you think that that tech is trying to kind of push us away from that system change or do you think they can go hand in hand mm -hmm. okay wow that, that is once again one of these big questions but on the other hand wonder me um yeah <laughs> um oh, okay I, let let me say that if we if we tamed say fusion energy meaning in, in principle that that we would get uh unlimited energy i can see pablo's eyes going <laughs> yeah let, let, let's say let's say let, let's say that we could uh, I yeah, think let's, that let's say words. Uh, let's say fast fishing ignition, for example. Yeah, yeah maybe, whatever. <laughs> let's just say we, yeah. we had access to, to unlimited energy. I would say that would make, um, make for even more consumption, which would in the end be a bad thing. Yeah. Um, so, it's, so I agree with Skander. It's not a solution. We cannot really mm -hmm. use tech or technology to to uh, uh, create a solution because it's, it's just uh, uh, first it's just a, a plaster on, 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 a, on yeah. an open wound and that's one thing and the other thing that is perhaps even worse is that it goes to something called rebound effect so um, as because we are actually able to have this unlimited energy or or uh, mm -hmm. cut emissions or something whatever um, that means we will consume more yeah so re rebound effects is, is a huge problem and, and that is also why i'm looking into uh, not looking into making say a data center more efficient because it, it won't really help in the long run we'll just, uh, they just make them bigger <laughs> it'll consume the same yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly yeah and and, and that is kind of a, of a of a negative uh, um or, or a bit sad approach perhaps but 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 it but it's it's the answer i think yes i i think we will need another another mindset um built on built on other things than buying things yeah but personally yeah i, I agree and, and i do think though that um we tend to dismiss as well um tech in, in the in the way that i put it before but you know at the end of the day um we can't do it without technology and without great leaps in technology like we've had with renewables for mm -hmm. example um, mm -hmm. I think yep. without going back to some sort of caveman time. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. <laughs> <but yeah. laughs> no, 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 I, 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 I agree. We will need technology, but, but, we, cannot, but we cannot rely on technology only. Mm -hmm. but we, mm -hmm. need, we need to focus on what, uh, what actually matters in life. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think that's so a great it, way to... Yeah, it's a good it. note to finish this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can cut it. This is a really positive note where we finish with. Uh, we need to thank Peter. Am I saying? Am I saying Peter? Peter. 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 Yeah. We'd like to thank Peter a lot for coming onto the podcast today. And mm -hmm. hopefully, we've gone quite a lot into tech today and into possible solutions. But hopefully, we can go back to talking about Lancaster University specifically being quite concrete in the next episode mm -hmm. so yeah uh, until until the next one i guess Skanda. yeah yeah all right thank you so much Peter. 
Yeah, and th thank you so much for having me. It was a very, very nice and nice meeting you both online. <laughs> yeah.